Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are so glad to be with you. This is the first Thursday in August. You know what? This year is almost over. That's what I've decided. I've decided. I said, wake me up when it's January 1, 2021. And if it's not looking good, put me back to sleep. Correct. <laughs> wake yes. me up July 2021, maybe January 2022. I yes, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. We're going to miss your book launch, though. So yeah. I'm very sad about Let that. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> wake her up just for the book launch and we'll put her back yeah. out again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's a happy news. Make sure it's happy That's news. Right. No, That's right. Um, uh, listeners. I am pleased to report that there are no drills in the background fixing my garage door, Mm -hmm. which, let's be real, my worst fear in life is to have that happen while I'm trying to be with all of you, mostly because I can't focus to save my life when I have a distraction. I'm not great. You know when you're like speaking in front of a group of people and then like a baby starts crying or somebody starts talking amongst themselves or a cell phone goes off i'm gone (laughs) it takes a lot for me to talk through that and not laugh it takes a lot anyway shows how easily distractible i am but anyway (sighs) ashley how are you doing this week i'm doing pretty good sister hanging in there day by day day by day how many trips to target did you take this week well, let's see. I've been on um, one so far, but it's only Wednesday. So I'm sure I'll be back before the end of, week, of the week. <laughs> uh, listeners, I'm, I'm sure she's mentioned this before, but Ashley loves to run errands. Like, it's mm-hmm. her thing. She just likes to get in the car, put on mm-hmm. a good podcast. Anytime we're talking, she is on the road. She's on the road. She's a woman about town. She goes mm-hmm. and goes and goes. I love it. I love it. And you're you're a multiple store shopper, right? Like you don't go to one place. Oh yeah, for all your absolutely. Names. Yeah, I no. That. I wish. I can't. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> I just go without anything that I was really wanting. I just don't get it. That's usually yeah. <laughs> I'm too lazy to go to multiple stores. Oh. You know what though? I recently discovered that um, I know I'm the last on the face of the earth to maybe know this but that whole foods the delivery is free if you have amazon prime i did not know this i thought it still cost money to have your groceries delivered nope it's free yeah. i love it i used it all the time in new york yeah it was Ooh, fabulous yeah, but the um, groceries here are so much well there some of them are way cheaper but deliveries in la are so much more expensive so oh. on some of these the you know like if you use the different delivery apps they sometimes mm-hmm. change the actual price as what it would be in the store and so it'll also cost like ten dollars to get food from Grubhub here and I'm like what I like in no, New York you. you just would never pay that unless you want a really fancy restaurant so I'm like what the heck is going on with you guys yeah like, get it together That's there's enough people money. ordering I guess it's the gas money in LA or something I don't know what's oh going on. yeah <laughs> just the distance the distance will do it to you uh maybe well, t- maybe I think it might be I think it might be I know I'm just like mm, is this worth it how are you not building this into the price could we could we structure this differently mm-hmm. but I don't know. Please. I don't know how it works. All right. Today, people, we want to talk about why the world needs this from you, though. And uh, this week's been crazy, as has almost every week of 2020. Uh, Please see 
Yep. Mindy Kaling and or Reese Witherspoon recent Instagram post to show you just a play by play of month to month. <laughs> Did you see that, Ashley? It had January, like yes, a really, it's my really cool, gorgeous looking picture. February, another gorgeous. March is like, what? What's happening? And then April through September is just like dumpster fire. And I'm like, this is good. You know what, Ashley? We need to recreate this. That's that's going to be my task for today. <laughs> oh, I'm wait. serious. No, we really do need to. I mean, it's too good. It's just too good. I love it. It uh, is. It's awesome. Yeah. Y'all, I said to Ashley, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, I said, remember when we went to like cool co-working spaces and coffee shops with our laptops and met people for coffee and had constructive adult conversation throughout the day? Mm-hmm. It was a past life. Barely. Past life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. They neither. Really? Oh, wait. Me neither. Good point. Good point. Oh. Well, people, as we talk about what the world needs from us, this is amid just so much ache and pain. We have talked endlessly and even before 2020 of just the atrocities facing marginalized people groups. But here we are. Um, the East Coast has got these wild storms in the Carolinas. We've got yeah. fires in, in Jersey, just east of York. LA. It's oh, crazy. yeah. And, yeah. and everything going on mm-hmm. there. Oh, my gosh. And, and everything that's happened... In Aurora, with that family held at gunpoint um, for a mistaken license plate and um, everything, just the explosion in Lebanon, just, we're aching. We are aching. And, you know, Mr. Rogers told us, look for the helpers. Mm -hmm. Look for the helpers. And one of the helpers that was a blessing to me that I read this morning on CNN was this young nurse who... Um, amid the blast, she was knocked unconscious while she was working in labor and delivery. And by the time she had her wits about her and as, would like got up and got the debris off of her, she had scooped up three newborns who had just, and I'm talking like mm. fresh out the chute, bye-byes. And she's holding mm. them so tightly and just saved them from this wreckage. And who knows what would have happened? And um, just kicked into gear of like, what is my job right now in this moment? And it just was such a blessing yeah. to see. And their mamas were transferred to a different hospital and these babies were transferred. And just um, to see that helper when, you know, in those moments of just chaos, that fight, freeze, flight. I know I named those out of order, but those are what came to me. But just that yeah. moment of like, are you yeah. a freezer? Are you a fighter or you a retreat what's what's happening in your mind mm-hmm. and in your brain and just to step up and be so present in that moment was such a blessing and then Ashley you mentioned one um um in Aurora when when that yeah. beautiful family was held up you mentioned what, what what was it it was either someone filming or someone standing a bystander Mm-hmm. It was the woman. So the gal who actually filmed the entire encounter happened to be coming out of a shop in the same shopping center. And the interesting thing to me about this story in Aurora is that the woman who was pulled over her car actually was stolen earlier in the year. I can't remember if it was in February mm-hmm. or March, but her car was actually stolen and they recovered it the next day. And they had mixed up the license plate because they were looking for a stolen motorcycle, Ugh. a blue motorcycle. And for some reason, stopped With different this state blue plates, car. Right? No, I think it might have been the same plates, but um, it was like they were. It was a motorcycle state, right? and a car. 
Oh, it was. Yeah. Maybe it was. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that same the same numbers, I guess, and letters were on the plates. Mm. And so, anyways, the lady who filmed it said she had came came out of the store, and the way that the cops like approached the car and surrounded it in a really strange way, and she just thought the whole thing was just very weird. So she felt to pull out her home, her phone and film. And I thought, gosh, that's really rare because sometimes when things like that happen, we're so afraid or we feel like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't get involved or I should just get in my car and get out of here. But I think she noticed like this is a car full of kids, you know, with with a mom. Maybe I should film this and see what's going on. And you know, obviously none of us wanted to see this little six year old girl with a princess <sighs> crown on her head because it's her birthday laying on hot asphalt in the middle of summer. I mean, nobody wants to see this, not to mention two teenagers who will be traumatized for the rest of their life. Right. And I just think this is just crazy. But what I appreciated about it is in that moment, similar to the woman you described in Beirut, you know, her her instinct wasn't to get back on her car and mind her own business. Right. Her instinct was something isn't right here. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna film this. And I, the other thing I appreciated is sometimes people are filming and I'm like, why aren't you helping? Like, what is your problem? Don't film this lady getting beat up on the train, like, actually stop filming and help her. <laughs> you know, like, right. And this was one of those moments where I felt like, Oh, no, this is the right thing to do. And the idea of being a helper in those situations and um, not just standing idly by or not just running and taking off. Um, even though we all have our gut instinct things, like you mentioned, Tiffany, that that fight, flight, or freeze, mm-hmm. which is so important. Um, but I just thought, gosh, it's a, it's a brilliant way to be involved in your community. I love this quote by Mary Oliver, and she says, um, to pay attention. This is our endless and proper work to pay mm. attention. This is our endless and proper work. And I feel like how powerful is that for us in a world that we can be so distracted and we can feel like, you know, our business is our business, their business is their business versus really just going, how can I pay attention to the moment I'm in? God, is there anything you might speak to me? Holy Spirit, is there anything you would have me do? Like, yeah. how can I respond to the moment that I'm standing in instead of just walking away, running away or ignoring it completely or being totally distracted. And so I think it's really powerful to think about the regular power we have as ordinary people in this world. I love that. The regular power. Ooh, that's so good, girl. And you know, we're not all going to be walking out of a shopping center and see what happened in Aurora, or we're not going to be in Lebanon during totally. a huge blast. Those are huge, huge, just extreme. like once in a lifetime extreme. I mean, I'm hoping once in a lifetime extreme yeah. examples. Yeah. Um, but we all are in our ordinary spaces and places that demands our attention, that demands that we are not complicit to that system, but that we have our eyes and ears open and the the stakes are going to be a lot smaller, right? Ashley, it could be when you're standing in line somewhere at Target totally, or when you're at a coffee shop or just in your workplace. For many of us, it's really going to be at work where we spend so much of our time. Um, It's going to be those little, little, those micro moments where we can either let something slide or we can stand up for ourselves or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so good. I love this story about my friend, uh, Michelle. And when she was, when she had her, she has twins and she has another little girl. So she has three little kids and she had taken them to the park when they were much younger than they are right now. And I tell this story often when I'm like preaching messages or doing different things, because I feel like it, it is the exact example of what we're trying to portray today. Because sometimes we feel like, you know, only these certain type of people stand up and speak up or only these mm. certain type of people do these things. And we can sort of feel like that's a personality type versus 
God can use us the way he created us to really make a difference. And so she was at the park and the parks here in Los Angeles have no gates. So it's just like, it's a wide open field, free for all everywhere you go. Um, And so it can be a little bit scary. And she had her three little kids, but she felt prompted to talk to this mom who was sitting on a park bench with her son. And she went over to talk to the mom and struck up a conversation with her. And even though she was busy, she was working full time. She had three little kids she's chasing around the park. She just felt so strongly to go talk to her. And they struck up a relationship, exchanged phone numbers, and then come to find out later that this woman had planned to take her own life that day. And that she was taking her kid to the park for the very last time and then was planning on doing something with him and taking her life. And Michelle listening to the Holy Spirit's leaning of just like to have a conversation with this girl. It wasn't anything big time. At the time, it didn't seem like it was going to move heaven and earth in this young woman's life, but it did. And then she had this huge radical encounter with God. She was able to like really have some incredible things happen in her life because her life was kind of coming off the rails a bit. And then her life got put back on the rails and she realized that she had a reason for living and that she had hope beyond her circumstance. And so I feel like, wow, like it doesn't have to be these huge things. It just really is paying attention in your own yeah. life. <laughs> there yeah. are people who, you know, um, need us to intersect with their life. Yeah. And it could be something as simple as a as an encouragement. It could be a smile. It could be, you know, whatever. I don't know, sending somebody a text message that you're thinking about them, picking up the phone and calling. Like it could be a million different things that happen. But something as small as that, save someone's life. <laughs> I don't know if we always yeah. value, wow. you know, the moments of our life. And I'm not saying we should live with this sort of hyper awareness that makes us nervous. <laughs> but I no, do think no. it's important to just pay attention. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think we there's so many missed opportunities. And yeah. it's also a learning and growing and stretching experience for us. We become the person God intended when we pay attention, when yeah. we step up, when we take those little steps. Um, I think of, you know, growing up and the moments that I felt belittled or demeaned um, just as a child due to the color of my skin in the school that I grew up in. And I'm like, yeah. what would it could have it looked like if somebody would have stood up? Yes. Or what does it look like when I've stood up? Or what does it look like when I've seen somebody demeaned in public, let's say at a coffee shop or at work, and I sat silent? Like, what does that do to them and to me? Yeah. Like it affects everyone. It yes. it builds a system where this is okay. Yeah, that's right. But to pay that's attention exactly and be right. present and to put yourself um honestly in between. You know, I, I love Michelle yeah. putting herself in between this woman yes. and the next couple hours of her life. Putting ourselves yeah. in between um a coworker and a boss when something feels shady. Putting ourselves yeah. in between um a, a blast in three babies in Lebanon. I mean, yes. putting ourselves in, you know, that, that, that woman who, who videotaped the altercation in Aurora, like what happens yeah. when we just take those little steps? And I think that we are surrounded by small opportunities every day. Yeah. And I know a lot of us are on lockdown. I get that. And some of us are putting ourselves in between attacks on the internet. I think I'm going to just to Ashley's horn here for a minute. 100%. But when, when, yes. when people have gone off, she puts herself in between and said, oh, I don't see it like that. Or, hey, perhaps yeah. have you considered this point of view? Putting yourself in yeah. between even... Um, <laughs> uh, I was featured on someone else's podcast last week. And the first comment uh, um, of the post of this <laughs> podcast was not the kindest comment. No, and Ashley not. just was like, no, no, nope, <laughs> nope, not today. <laughs> and I just was like, man, we can put ourselves in between. And it's beautiful. It's... It isn't to be a threatening presence. Right. It isn't to be um, a loud presence. It's to be a non-anxious yes. presence. 
Yes. It's to be a loving That's and gracious exactly presence. Right. Yes. And to stand up for people and speak up for them. And, you know, obviously, sometimes I wonder if I'm becoming an internet troll in, in quarantine, to be honest. I hope you <laughs> are. We need more of you. <laughs> no, but an yeah, internet queen, not a troll. You're not a troll. <laughs> Trolls are meanies. Is that You're what we're going to call it? That does You're the sound police. better. You're the police. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff of the internet. <laughs> I'm going to get you a badge from the dollar store. I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of that, we had a conversation earlier, Tiffany and I, and um, this is about to go way off topic for just a second. But I want to talk to you guys about something Tiffany loves in her life when she goes to Target. Um, This little $1 badge reminded me of this, and I just think it's super important. Tiffany, can you tell the people about your Uh-oh. affection for stickers? Can you just How dare know? you? How dare you bring this up? Okay, people, listen up. If you were born from, I'm going to say, 83 and a half to 84 on mm-hmm. to maybe 90, mm-hmm. you would recall perhaps a deep abiding love you might have uh-huh. had from Lisa Frank stickers. Lisa mm. Frank! You know, mm. dolphin and unicorn and sparkles and it was everything. But I, I love them stickers and I love them peaches. And maybe even a binder. I mean, if you if you parents were really splurging at the Kmart, you might have got a backpack. I did not. I did not. I did not have a backpack with that. But I had them stickers. And I would when I would win like spelling contests, which I have stopped winning those. I stopped in about third grade. Mm-hmm. Good. But before good that, job. if good you job. want to spell like, I think my only motivation to win those spelling contests and spelling bees was from the was for the sticker prize because you got to go to the sticker box and you got to pick out some stickers. But here's the thing, y'all. I would not use them. I would hoard them and just keep the sheets nice and pristine. It was just like, <laughs> a, my, it's like my crown jewels. Anyway, here's the Which thing you got to know. When I roll up at the Target, mm-hmm. if I'm not buying like baby carrots or that sweet onion salsa that you can only get at Target, that's very well priced. Thank mm. you very much. I'm going to hit up that dollar spot and get my kids stickers. And my, my little one especially is going through a hardcore sticker phase. He just goes through sticker books, takes them off, put them on a piece of paper, take them off, put them on a piece of paper. And then he writes, <laughs> oh, it's so cute. He writes all of our names in the in the blank white space. Does he really? Any. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I might have splurged so and got much. him. He's really obsessed with pugs right now. Like he wants a pug so bad. He has a little stuffed animal dog that is 100% not a pug, and he calls it Puggy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it with my whole heart. Oh, it's so cute. So he carries around Puggy. But I found some pug stickers that had um, big old aviator sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's, so that's the thing, guys. Her love for Lisa Frank never died. And no, I um, was born in 81, so I feel like I just missed this phase. You know, like I just I just missed Lisa Frank. I was into like, um, oh, Lip Smackers, Dr. <gasps> Pepper flavor. Oh, yep. Oh, Dr. Yep. Pepper flavor. Oh, yes. Why was it so Ashley, good? Yes. Oh, my God. I just eat that crap. I love oh, it so was right. It was so good. And then there was another one. I called it um, Donut Glaze for Your Lips. It was like this. <laughs> it was like a shiny. It was basically before they had MAC lip glass. This is what I used to use, but it was watermelon flavored. And I cannot remember the name of it. It was so good, you guys. So I just think, you know, the 80s were a lost time. It was a happy time. Oh, you didn't know how so good, good it was. The clips are coming back, though. Hair clips are coming back. I'm very I think those could that. stay. I think those could stay in their time period. And the scrunchies, I, I never, never got and on that. And scrunchies as well. No one no one should be wearing a scrunchie. What is going on? I know some of you listening wear scrunchies. And you guys. I just will never understand it. I, I get these ads from these, like, you're going to love this, Ashley. Oh, my gosh. I, if you haven't made fun of this yet, this is like prime Ashley make fun of material. <laughs> I get these ads from these like independent like retail stores in Brooklyn and it's like $35 scrunchies. 
<laughs> at That's these so like, Brooklyn. Boutique. I can't I even tell you. It's probably it's like in good. Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where it's like mad hipster. <laughs> where it's like nineteen dollars like for avocado toast. Exactly. Like people are losing their homes, but you can buy a thirty-five dollar scrunchie. You know what I mean? This is a hot mess. Carl, it was thirty-five dollars. I'm not messing mm-hmm. with you right now. I totally you guys, what's in the scrunchie? I wouldn't even Dollar spend that on a t-shirt. Honestly, know. it's ridiculous. No. $35 on a tee? What am I, made of money? No way. Exactly. It doesn't oh grow goodness. on trees, you guys, just like my mom no. said growing up. <laughs> she was not wrong, okay? <laughs> she was not wrong. was not wrong. <laughs> well, the world don't need no scrunchies. I'll tell you that right now. It doesn't. It doesn't. So thank wow. you for letting me go on that little tangent. The little sheriff badge reminded me of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so back to helpers. <laughs> If you guys we need her address, you can, we can all send her a badge. We can give one for her whole family and that baby coming I'll too. I'll take it. That- <laughs> I'll take it for the internet, for no, all but, the internet. No, but let, let me, just to, on a more serious note, I think I love that you mentioned some of us feel like, oh, that's a personality trait. Right. It's a personality trait to stand up on behalf right. of other people. And it's an everybody trait. It it's is. It's an everybody trait. Yep. To sacrifice your moment in space to stand up for those who are being other, to stand up for those yeah. who are at the receiving end mm-hmm. of whatever derogatory statement, action, whatever the case may be. I agree. And to do it's it, gospel. whether they're standing in the room or not, you know, that's the that's the other thing that we have a lot of power in is that sometimes mm. words can get spoken in front of someone where we need to take action immediately to, to you know, get in front of that. And then sometimes things can get said and done without the person present and we need to also be courageous and stand up for that um, because we are creating the world that we live in and it's important yeah. for us to remember that and we can't buy into the media hype all the time and i know that they thrive off showing us the worst parts of humanity but <sighs> the yeah. truth is we have to do the hard work of looking for the helpers so i'm glad tiffany wanted to talk about this today because i feel like this has been an area i've been discouraged in lately where i'm just like mm. where what helpers where are they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not true but because so we're experiencing sort of this collective trauma all the time it's an election year so you know both sides are using all these different tactics to kind of make mm-hmm. us all afraid and i think it's really important for us to go you know the world is not full of heathens only and there is still hope and there's still light and there's still goodness in the world and not only can we be that but we can also be the people who look for that yeah amen i love that and let's talk about some simple ways that we can see that in play yeah and one of the things i talk about um in my upcoming book it launches in march hope to Yay! see you there with a little yellow book in your hands pray tell <laughs> i talk a, 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 quite a lot about this idea of bystander intervention and mm-hmm. really um it's it's a lot simpler it feels like oh we need to stand up for the injustice in the world and it's it's really some simple principles. Yeah. If you see something amiss, even the slightest um, nonverbal communication that feels amiss, if somebody feels uncomfortable, even yeah. there's nothing even said, putting your physical body in between the two people. I love that. Putting your voice in between the two people, perhaps even um, creating a distraction. Mm-hmm. So first is putting your body in between the two people, and then creating a distraction. Like, hey, you know, if you see. I mean, one of the examples I use is a boss, you know, flirting with a subordinate who you can tell is very uncomfortable, stepping in like, hey, did you want to go grab a coffee? Or, hey, I'm heading down, you know, to the break room. Did you want to did you want to go with me? Just simple distraction. Put yourself in between those two people. A simple distraction. When you think of the examples we've already provided for you um, this Thursday of just 
this person put themselves in the situation. And if there's a way to, to raise a fuss can just mean a distraction like, oh, or, you know, if you see a coffee shop and somebody's getting, getting shouted down, or if you see in something at Target or at work, wherever the yeah, case may be, just right. creating a distraction, creating a distraction, putting yourself in the situation, creating a distraction. And then the last thing is being able to go back and talk to the offender and saying, hey, did you mean for that to come out like that? Or did you, if, if yeah, you have a relationship with good. that person, did you it's mean really for that? I don't know if you thought, I think that, I think they probably felt uncomfortable because perhaps they're not seeing because we have, we are in such complicit environments where things are happening that are right. okay, that should not be okay. Yeah. That being able to call it for what it is in a very grace filled way. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't, I think that they felt uncomfortable. It, it, it appeared to me and, 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 you know, you could even, if, if the opportunity presented itself and you had intimate knowledge of this, like, I know that they felt uncomfortable or I know that this is not maybe yeah. what you intended, but this is how it came across. Just those little yes. conversations. And when you have these little conversations, when you can just intentionally place yourself in positions where you can be a presence of peace, mm-hmm. when you can be that non-anxious presence in the world, then you're ready Mm-hmm. In those moments when it calls for maybe recording or you see a, an altercation where the stakes are high, yeah. you have already trained. It is a muscle memory by that point yep. to be present. And it's not like, oh, I'm getting business. It's none of my business. Nope. I'm yeah. a non-anxious presence. Yeah. That regular power that Ashley mentioned, that yeah. regular power in the world that we are not going to write off as personality or maybe you're an eight on the Enneagram or something like that. Nope. We all got that. We yeah. all got that. We can all tap into that. That's right. I love this so much. And I wrote about this too in my first book because I share the story of my sexual assault. Mm. And I I wrote this paragraph that I want to read to you really quickly. Um, yes. It's exactly about this. It says, let me pause here and say this. Violence against women and sexual exploitation do not happen in isolation. They're endorsed and encouraged with community support. A nightclub that regularly hosts vulnerable underage drunk girls. A college dorm full of adults who watch young women coming home night after night wasted without taking action. A neighbor who sees something but refuses to get involved in other people's business. A family member who suspects a violation but chooses denial or hears a victim Mm. share but ignores or minimizes their story. These are all complicit. And so I think that that's, you know, what we have to do in our society is be like, this isn't okay. And I think also one of the things I would encourage all of us to do in this season is there's a lot of information going out out around the world right now, but especially here in America, there's a lot of what I would personally call propaganda about things like human trafficking or pedophilia and just all this stuff. And I think that it's important to remember that these things are not new. (laughs) Like, so some people are waking up to this and creating these like global rings of whatever. And yes, do trafficking rings exist? Yes. Tiffany and I both worked in this field for over a decade, but you have to remember this stuff is not new. (laughs) Like this stuff is not suddenly a conspiracy theory that, you know, is just happening in 2020. Like, this is not it. And then some big dogs are going to come and take it all down. Like, just remember, these things are very real issues. And these are real people's lives. And this stuff happens. Exploitation has been happening to women since the beginning of time. And it's very, very real. And so I would just caution each of us as we wake up to the realities of our world, whether it's injustice around police brutality, or it's injustice around the issue of human trafficking, or it's injustice around exploitation of women or um, physical domestic violence. Like, just remember that this stuff is not new. We don't have to create some big storm cloud around 
around it, we can just figure out how can I work this out in my own life? Are there ways that I might be complicit in my own neighborhood or in my own faith community or in my own spheres of influence at my job? Like, is there something that I could do that would exactly what Tiffany said, step in in front of this or that would allow me to take action where I am instead of sitting behind a computer all day worried about a conspiracy theory? And so I just want to I want to caution us because I think there yeah. really is so much bad information out there and people are creating stories because it's new to them and they're horrified for the first time and so we're just making stuff up but I think it's really important for us to remember like there are ways that we're complicit in our day-to-day life that could be changed and again it's not to shame us it's always beautiful to wake up to truth (laughs) it's always beautiful to wake up to the opportunity to make a difference or to do something to intervene in a situation where there is a need for intervention but I just I just felt like I wanted to share that with you guys because I'm I'm seeing so much more of that than I ever have and I think it's really sad that this is the route we're going (laughs) it doesn't have to be this way you guys and Ashley wouldn't you agree that it's easy to look at an exterior issue and be like look at this huge issue over here look at is this happening or you know these theories of what people are all of a sudden consuming and putting out there but let us flip that and look at the interior, as Ashley said. Let us Come look at on. what can I do in it's my good. community and how am I complicit yes. to a broken system? We have yes. to be able to look um, at, at what's in our own eye before we start digging in someone else's, right? We can yes. do this. We can do yes, this. Yes, we can. Absolutely. Um, and, and our hope, you know, we're, we're more than half done with 2020, which is such a wild thought to me, by the way. But I just pray, I pray that this would be a year to look within and just examine all that is not of Christ. Yes. Confess where we've got it wrong. Truly. Confess where we've got it wrong. Ideology, practices, rituals, anything, rhythms. And really, this is the year to just identify and uproot and truly, truly seek the face of Christ and walk toward him with our whole heart, mind, and soul. So beautiful, Tiffany. I could not have said it better. We love you guys. We hope that you find yourself in position to both recognize the helper so you can hold on to hope and to be a helper in your day-to-day yes. life. Remember Mary Oliver. Like, you know, Paying attention is our endless and proper work. Oh, uh, girl, that's so good. And we love you guys. We hope you're having an incredible week, and we can't wait to be back with you next Thursday. Mm, yes, yes, yes. See you then. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.